Hey there, Shwoke Lords. Daddy Shweezy here. I'm here to tell you that my first original song in over two years comes out August 14th, aka my birthday. Uh, dry spell with a three. Spelled with a three. Pre-save link is now in the description of this podcast episode, so make sure you go pre-save that. That way you're notified whenever uh, the song goes live on August 14th. That's my birthday, August 14th. So make sure you pre-save uh, Dry Spell. Dry Spell. Dry Spell. There we go, I said it right. Right now. And uh, don't be stingy. This episode is brought to you by Novello Mattresses, where comfort meets innovation, giving you the perfect night's sleep you've been dreaming of. Are you tired of tossing and turning all night, struggling to find a comfortable position? Look no further than Novilla Mattresses, the ultimate sleep solution designed with your comfort in mind. Experience the luxury of a good night's sleep with Novilla's advanced mattress technology. Their mattresses are crafted using the finest materials, providing the perfect balance of support and softness. Whether you prefer a plush feel or a firmer surface, Novilla has a mattress that caters to your unique sleep preference. But what sets Novilla apart from the rest? It's their commitment to innovation and quality. Each mattress is thoughtfully engineered to provide optimal spinal alignment, reducing pressure points, and ensuring you wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated every morning. Say goodbye to restless nights and hello to blissful sleep with Novilla's cutting-edge cooling technology. Their mattresses are designed to regulate temperature, keeping you cool and comfortable throughout the night. No more waking up in a sweat, just pure, uninterrupted sleep. Worried about allergens and dust mites? Don't be. Novilla mattresses are hypoallergenic and resistant to common allergens, ensuring a healthier sleep environment for you and your loved ones. And here's the best part. Novilla is committed to affordability. They believe that everyone deserves a great night's sleep without breaking the bank. That's why their mattresses are competitively priced, giving you the best value for your money. But don't just take our word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already made the switch to Novilla. Even when your mom comes to my place, just know she's getting a great night's sleep, among other things. <laughs> Experience the difference for yourself and discover what it truly means to sleep like you've never slept before. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% off any purchase you make through Novilla directly. Ready to transform your sleep experience? Visit their website today and choose the Novilla mattress that suits your needs. Your journey to a better night's sleep starts now with Novilla mattresses. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you want it the most, there's no easy way out When you're ready to go and your heart's left in doubt Don't give up on your faith, but come to those who believe it And that's the way it is That's the way it is what is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lords, or should I also say fellow Earthlings and people from other planets? I assume they get they have the internet on other planets too, right? Welcome to Cancel Shweezy, better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. What is up? I am your host, Shweezy, aka, or you may know me better as the Foreplay King. What's going on, everyone? It's been a weird couple days for me. So, y'all, I take, I think the, the, the capitalist name is Effexor, but the, the, poor, the poor name is Venlafaxine. Uh, it's the antidepressant I take, and, uh, you know, I had to, I needed to get a refill, and uh, 
So, you know, I got the refill, you know, since the same day I took the last one. And so then I, you know, I got that taken off. And so the pharmacy I've been doing work, you know, going through, uh, they've been, they were like oddly slow. So like I had it, it was submitted to them at like noon on Thursday. And then, and then I, you know, I'm checking in on everything and calling, you know, uh, I didn't talk to a person, you know, you can just check through the automated system. And they're like, yeah, it's still being processed. It's still being processed. Then was it Saturday? So I got it all ordered Saturday. So Thursday was my last pill. Friday happened, and I was like, they'll have it by Friday, you know, pick it up, and then you just take it immediately when you get home, and you should feel good. No withdrawal symptoms. But no, the, the whole day passed, and it was like still being processed. I'm like, what the fuck? And it was only like a 30-day supply. I'm like, you know, I know they do more than just put pills in the bottles, but even then, you know, that's a lot, that's a lot of, that's uh, that's a lot of stuff. What? Uh, <laughs> this is the type of guy you get. So anyway, Saturday, and I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to call and talk to him. It's been 48 hours from when I call him. And it was like the weirdest conversation. I was like, hey, I just want to check out my prescription. See, I'm always... Also, like, if I have to do any sort of, like, contacting any sort of customer service, uh, what I'll do is uh, be nice to them because cause they get – because obviously if you – just a little life hack for you uh, dealing with customer service, usually they deal with assholes all day. So if you're nice to them, uh, they will make things a lot easier for you just because, like – you are be like, oh, this guy's fine, and you know, and it's been weird. Just like, here you go, man. So I called him, and it was like, it was some, it was it wasn't even a real situation. It was like, oh, okay, uh, were you wanting a thirty day supply or a ninety day? I'm like, well, I think the the what that sent out was like a thirty day. So that's that whole that whole mess of nails is like a long story. And so ended up was like, okay, so yeah, we'll just go ahead and get that to you if uh, you don't get it, hear anything by like. Like, in, like, two hours, calls back. I'm like, okay. And then uh, literally ten minutes later, your order's ready for pickup. I'm like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. <laughs> so, so yeah, basically, end of Friday, early Saturday, I started having withdrawal symptoms. Not to mention, we're also not going to mention that my perennial tendonitis decided it's going gonna, it's gonna to have its time in the sun. So leg hurts, going through withdrawals, and basically you just feel sick and shit like that. So I've been kind of sick, kind of, been kind of sick the last couple days, the last yesterday and a little bit the night before. You know it's bad when, like, you're t- you take an edible and just nothing happens. You're just like, oh, just feel normal. <laughs> so, uh, what, what, what can I say? Did I even say a real word? Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. There we go. We got We got the... Uh, the quality podcast and stuff. Let's let's make sure my hair looks good. That's the that's the most important part of this podcast. Oh yeah, and I also slept on my neck weird last night, so now that's feeling kind of stiff. Um, yeah, I've also been thinking a lot about this. So we all know the Writers Guild; they've been on strike for a minute, and then the Actors Union. Uh, I don't know what they're called. I'm not gonna. I'm not in anything. They uh, they are now on strike. And so, that's something, and obviously I agree with what they're striking for, obviously I'm a, I'm a normie, and I'm like, yep, things are going to be delayed, we're not going to, we're not going to have, there's going to be like a period, because you don't, people don't realize how long it takes for like movies to get made and shit like that, unless you're like Marvel or like big studios like that, where there's like, they can make those last minute decisions very quickly, 
because they know for a fact, like, we're sending this to theaters for sure. We already let everyone know that, so we got to get things done. Uh, yeah, most things aren't, like, all done last minute, so... So, yeah, there's going to be, like, in, like, a year or two, there's just going to be just, like, nothing's going to happen, you know? And so that's going to be really weird. But anyways, I was thinking about it. I'm like, how many actors and actresses, we're just going to call them actors. I think that's the easiest thing to say. How many of them literally went to, like, the protest, you know, the, the strike, got a picture for their Instagram, and then just immediately left? How many do you think actually happened? Because it seems... Because I'm getting a lot of the vibes from a lot of pictures. Like, I'm here protesting. And I'm like... Because, I, to be honest with you, if I, you know, if I was in, an, in a union and we were pro a podcaster union, fuck, there is a musician's union, but, like, I don't think... But majority of musicians don't join it. And I think... Because uh, I never, you know, I've never thought of it, any reason why. It's because the, ma the main reason why is, like, the nice thing about a union is it's like, we're all going to stick together and work together to make things good. Musicians aren't like, we're all snakes. Like, some of my best friends are musicians, like, they're also, like, snakes, too. Like, they're, they're, we're all snakes, so we're, like, backstab everyone. Like, uh, well, like, it's like, are you worried about scabs? I'm like, every musician is a scab. Like, every single musician is a scab. Uh, something to worry about. So, everyone, answer me real quick. How many do you? How many people do you think, or actors do you think, went to a protest, took a picture for Instagram and their social medias, and then just immediately left? That's a good question. I would be very curious to want to know. So, that's cool. I have a fun announcement. You probably already heard this at the top of the episode, but I have a new song. My first original song in over two years being released to you, so very fucking excited. I like that. Uh, I went through a very severe writer's block, so from Ride or Die Volume 2 to a year after Ride or Die Volume 2, I wrote zero songs. I just, you know, and it wasn't something as, like, if someone had told me, like, you know, I didn't, well... I probably did some sessions with people, so maybe that, maybe, I don't know, but, like, songs written by myself, you know, that I'm able to write, you know, because I still want to be able to, like, you know, I've got to get shit done by myself, but, uh, uh, like, yeah, I didn't, I don't know, I just didn't really, couldn't really, so, a lot of times you have an idea, and then you stick with it, and then, uh, you move on from there, but, like, yeah. Anyways, though, my new song, Dry Spell, spelled with a three, comes out August 14th, which is also my birthday, uh, make sure that you are, one, following me wherever you stream music at. So whatever whatever service you stream music at, make sure you're following Shweezy. It's like Cancel Shweezy. You just take the cancel off at the top. And uh, make sure, yeah, you can pre-save Dry Spell in the link. And, yeah, you can also follow me there. That way you know when it comes out. It's going to come out my birthday, my 30th birthday, Matter of fact, it seems a really weird age to be like, um, it's my birthday, listen to my new song, I'm 30, but, uh, no, definitely go check that out, make sure you're pre-saving that shit, uh, that way you know when it comes out, and, uh, you can also see me on social media, at the Shweezy, wherever you get social media, I should be, by the time this episode comes out, I should be on threads now, so I want to use threads to make the announcement, 
So the cool, cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. Check that out. Uh, we have a Patreon page. We have Cash App. We have PayPal. Those are all just great, phenomenal ways to say thank you for being a friend. To travel down this road and back again, if your heart's true. Sounds like you're a pal and a confidant, and uh, and I really like that. Definitely go check that out. Thanks for financially supporting us in whichever way you can. But you can also support us by doing a ton of free shit. Uh, free shit meaning, like, if you're listening to the show, go to our YouTube page. Make sure you're subscribed over there. We post highlights. Uh, we do post basically the same. It's it's legit just an audio rip from the video. That's what you're listening to the podcast on. And then what – but also on the YouTube page, we have uh, all the highlights. You know, if there's a segment you want to share with your friends, it's easier than – sharing them a whole last episode. So uh, definitely go check that out. Leave us a comment. I do like to hear back from you. And uh, if I ever need to fix anything, I rarely have to fix anything I say because I'm usually always right. But I do, I think those comments are really the best place. I will look at them and read them. Uh, and if you're on the audio platforms, uh, leave us a review and give us a five, four, three, two, or one star rating. So uh, let's just I'm just going to pick a random one. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. I like that. That's that's really cool. <clears throat> so now let's get into previous week right now. What is previous week right now? You may be thinking to yourself, well, you know, I'm just going to go over the news I found important from last week, and we're just going to be discussing it right now over the internet. Like, should this be a private conversation? Probably. But, uh, now nah, we're gonna, I'm gonna let the whole internet know, uh, what's going on. First article we got here is from Games Radar. Pokemon Sleep fans appalled to learn the game is recording their farts while they sleep. All right. Congratulations. You played yourself. Pokemon Sleep sounds like a cute idea for a game until you realize that it's recording all the snoring and farting you do throughout the night. That's what fart fans of the mobile game are starting to learn now that the Sleep Em Up has been out for a few days across iOS and Android. If you play Pokemon Sleep, as the developer suggests, you'll have your phone next to your pillow while charging. Fire hazards aside, that means your phone is well positioned to pick up every noise you make while sleeping. Not just measure how well you slumber, as players have begun to find out, the app also records noises over a set volume. This, that means doing something out of the ordinary volume-wise, like snoring or letting one rip, is going to be picked up by your phone. Thankfully, each audio clip only hangs around for 24 hours or until you go to sleep, though fans are gassed or aghast, in equal measure, if you fancy playing Pokemon Sleep without slumbering and at peace from having your wind recorded, you could always toss some money towards the Battle Pass. Yes, Pokemon Sleep has one. As some players know, online working through the pass earns you sleep points, which would otherwise be earned by knocking out some Zs. Doing all that makes the mascot Snorlax larger and invites more Pokemon to come along. If you really go hard on the whole sleeping thing, you may even get a shiny or two. You just don't check the audio recordings if you don't want to hear how much tooting you're doing overnight. That is, you know, I've been thinking about that. That is a weird thing like that. We just fucking fart in the middle of that. Like, we don't have any... We don't even really... Do, do we even really have that much control Like when we're fucking knocked out? Do we have much control over, like, how much we fart? Because, I don't know. And also, does I know, I understand how the concept of the app works, because uh, if, if it's just your phone, I think 
Apple Watches can do some do some stuff a little bit differently, but I don't even know how much. Um, all that uh, they're recording, all they're, they're doing with this app, like, because it's doing stuff like this, like, all they can really do is use the microphone on your phone, and it tries to calculate things from there. And I think I heard that even any stuff like that is actually not that effective, you know, at least in saying that. If you really want a real sleep study, you got to go to, like, a real place. I think with an Apple Watch is different, too, or if you have, like, a Whoop or something uh, similar to that, it can track uh, because I think, you know, I think I know the Apple Watch, you know, can check your heartbeat and stuff like that. So, uh, like, you know, your watch can, like, check your heartbeat, uh, you know, can really calculate a lot more movements if, you know, thinking about it, you know. Uh, like, you know, it was like, oh, you tossed and turned, you moved, your watch was moving this much, you know, and stuff like that. But yeah, I think that is something interesting to think about uh, when it comes to Pokemon Sleep. It's just like, uh, yeah, this is recording you while you sleep. And also, like, what the fuck are you doing while you sleep? You're like worried about it, and, you know, being recorded. There's one thing that's like, you know, it is the idea that uh, you don't want to be re- recorded unknowingly, you know? I think that's a good, you know, that's just a solid way to live. But, uh, yeah, you don't, but at the same time, like, you're sleeping. Like, what are you going to do? And it's it's like thinking about, like, me. It's like, oh, someone's stalking him. Like, I don't, like, where you're going to watch me, like, fucking pick up a huge-ass bag of Reese's, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, my daily life isn't that exciting. (laughs) So, it's shit like that. But, uh. I don't know, but like they, they, you can get shinies in the game because I know Pokemon Go, you can you can technically get Pokemon from Pokemon Go and put them in like the main series games on your Switch. Uh, I mean, Pokemon Let's Go is easy for like the first one fifty one, but then uh, after that, like you have to send it to Pokemon Home, and then you can put it into a game, assuming it the Pokemon is supported. Uh, so. Like, can you get any cool Pokemon? What they should have done, and they might might be doing this. I don't know anything about Pokemon Sleep, considering I'm a big Pokemon fan. Even then, like, I have a hard time with the Pokemon leaks because, like, half of it's, like, untrue. Like, all the time, like, they're half it's untrue. And it's, like, and, like it always sounds too good to be true. I remember uh, before they announced their, you know, they do a Pokemon Presents in February, I believe. And uh, everyone was, like, the... The Scarlet and Violet DLC, you're going to go to Kalos. Like, that's the DLC. And, like, I genuinely thought that's, what's, that's what was going to happen. And uh, no such thing. You know, we all guessed there was a DLC because Pokemon's now on, like, a schedule where it's, like, mainline game, DLC, remakes, back to that, you know, new game, new main series game, you know? So, uh, interesting. Uh, should I be paying attention to Pokemon Sleep? If I can get... They need to do it like what they did with Meltan and Melmetal in Pokemon Go and, like, make it an exclusive Pokemon that you can only get there. Like, my Meltan... I have a Meltan and a Melmetal. And, like, that was a fucking bitch to get in the in the game, so... Uh, cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. All right, here we go. The main article of the week... Uh, from Entertainment Weekly, Blink-182's Tom DeLonge celebrates being right about aliens. UFO hearings today made history. 
At every Blink-182 concert on their current reunion tour, Mark Hoppus announced uh, to the crowd that Tom was right uh, before the rock band launched into their 1999 hit song, Aliens Exist. Fans dressed up in green jumpsuits and alien masks run around in crowd surf while inflatable little green men are chaotically thrown around. It's a massive celebration of singer-guitarist Tom DeLonge's lifelong dedication to exploring the existence of extraterrestrials, and now the government has validated him as well. On Wednesday, the Howitt Oversight Committee on National Security hosted hearings on unidentified aerial phenomenons, UAPs, uh, a.k.a. UFOs, where witnesses and whistleblowers, including former intelligence officer David Grush and former Navy pilots David Fravor and Ryan Graves, testified about seeing aliens hours later. DeLong posted his reaction on Instagram with a photo stating, Tom was right, aliens fucking exist but they sounded fucking... Uh, the UFO hearings today made history, he wrote in the caption. <coughs> I am so proud of the three witnesses today that blew the lid off the UFO secrecy that has been intact for decades. DeLong called Gray's favor in Grush heroes. Instead, he appreciated the shout-out during the hearing. Remember that we at To The Stars change the world, he concluded. While best known for being the founding member of Blink-182 and Angels and Airwaves, DeLong has also made a second career out of investigating aliens with his passion for the paranormal and UFOs widely documented. He famously quit Blink-182 in 2015 to focus on aliens full-time. Forming To The Stars Academy of Art and sciences with a crew of ex-government employees, scientists, aerospace engineers, and creatives to work collectively to allow gifted researchers the freedom to explore exotic science and technologies with the infrastructure and resources to rapidly transition innovative ideas into world-changing products and services, according to, or according to the organization's website. One of DeLong's main goals for the company was to make sure all discoveries were released responsibly to the public, and eventually they released three declassified videos recorded by Navy pilots showing alleged UFOs. In 2019, the U.S. military confirmed the footage to be authentic. DeLong also executive produced two seasons of the History Channel's Unidentified Inside America's UFOs Investigation and published multiple sec secret machine books, S-E-K-R-E-T, that's how you spell it, books, about the subject based on his works with the U.S. Department of Defense and meeting with high-ranking officials about their research. So while it took more than 20 years, DeLong's dreams in Aliens Exist has finally come true. We all know conspiracies are dumb. What... We all, I'm not going to sing it. Uh, what if people knew that these... What if people knew these were real? I'd leave my closet door open all night. I know the CIA would say, what you hear is all hearsay. I wish someone... Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, um... Tom was right. Tom DeLong was right. And, like, in the hearing, he was brought up. Like, to, like all those guys he works with. I just started watching uh, Unidentified, his show... Uh, I found it. it's on, surprisingly, between the Discovery Plus and Max, you know, almost merging together, Discovery Plus still is the only one that has this. Uh, and, like, the first, the very first episode, because they were talking about how uh, some, what was it, Navy pilots, they saw uh, what they described as, like, a tic-tac or pill-shaped ship, no wings, and they couldn't really figure out how it was able to fly, you know? So, like, you know, they were just like, but, like, when they saw it, it kind of seemed like the, whoever was piloting the the giant Tic Tac was, uh, you know, was just, uh, 
was like, we're out, you know, or whatever. Which I, I feel like the aliens are like looking at Earth and stuff like that, you know, and they're just trying to get, you know, I don't know what's going on. And uh, yeah, but like that was episode one. And you're like, okay. Um, and then it happened to, to be that uh, that's what was brought up and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, you know, and the nice thing about like what to, everything I know of what To the Stars is doing in regards to, like, you know, UFO encounters and stuff like that. Because a lot of times you hear people, like, it's like, I was abducted and probed by aliens. And you're like, kind of sounds like, uh, was it uh, sleep paralysis, apparently? Like, it sounds a lot more like sleep paralysis than, you know, stuff like that. But then, you know, it sounds like, but, like, a lot of these stories, you know, actually sound like they could be real because... And it just doesn't seem like a lot of the people I heard it from, like, they don't really have anything to gain or anything like that. I still don't believe in the ancient alien shit, you know? I don't Because it's, like, just being, like, humans are kind of fucking dumb, but but aliens are kind of the reason for everything here, you know? And, you know, because the show makes money, advertisers, and they do, you know, conventions and shit like that. And so, like, you can kind of see the ancient aliens, you're like, yeah, I can see how it's kind of money but like two stars like and that's the nice thing like they've really been like here's real stories and stories that actually sound real not like just the craziest made up shit you just heard of so that's you know it's very interesting and uh you know i think for years we've all been like we've all i think a normal human being would say before this would be like yeah i think aliens exist or like you know creatures or other types of beings or, you know, exist on other planets. And, like, we've, you know, we know that other planets like that exist, you know, that, like, can support life, so like that. But, like, have they made contact with Earth? Has anything made contact with Earth? Everyone's like, yeah, I don't know. Because I was talking about this with my barber uh, a while ago. You know, we were talking about, you know, aliens. It's like, so it's kind of hard to, like, determine if it's real or not because a lot of times a lot of times what Tom was talking about is like yeah it was a high-ranking official I can't really give out their information because you know they get in trouble and like you know assuming they are real and it sounds like a lot of these people are real it's like they it's like a national security thing and you know and they've also made you know to the stars Tom you know just whatever Tom's been saying he says like yeah, the public shouldn't know everything that's going on because, you know, it's... And I think about it as spilling Kool-Aid on a red carpet and your mom's going to kill you if she finds out. It's like, you know, yeah, you you spilled it on the carpet. That happened, but, you know, we got the situation fixed and the carpet's now clean. You don't even know it's there. So, you know, let them fix the problem before, like, we know what the problem was, you know? I think that's just easier and stuff like that, and we'd also don't want everyone to panic. You have to like release this shit very, very slowly and stuff like that. Like this was good. Just like, uh, have you found any? Uh, was there anything? You know, like I guess they asked the question of like, was there anything non-human in there that's like living? Is like, uh, with the yeah, they they use like the weirdest phrasing too because it's like unclassified information or whatever and stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of things have to be have to wait to be declassified uh, for that too. But do you, do I think we're gonna have like some sort of invasion, alien invasion? No, no. I think you know, uh, you know. I think that if aliens decide like we're gonna conquer this Earth, it's gonna be whoever has the better weapons. And 
Yeah, dude. And there's some other shit like that. I like my mind has just been utterly blown away about you know about this. And you're like, because you're because you like everyone's just been like, oh, I bet, you know, I bet aliens are out there somewhere. But then you're like, oh, nope, they're actually it, it's been real. Like to what extent? I don't know. But uh, yeah, crazy fucking shit. But great job, Tom. I I always knew. I always knew you were, like, a genius, you know, and people, you know, and a lot of people talk about, like, aliens and cryptids and stuff like that. Like, you think they're a little crazy, but, like, and then also I'm, like, like, just thinking about how Tom DeLonge is as a guitar player, I'm, like, I don't know, like, some of the stuff he makes up on guitar and, like, his guitar tone and his thought process behind it, I'm, like, an idiot can't make that shit up, you know? So, I've always been curious, but, uh, great job. You had a goal, and... You, you know, congratulations. All right, last article we got here today. Uh, uh, this is from, what was the, it's, uh, Daily Beast, I think is one who said, I forgot to write that down. Uh, ben Shapiro, 39, films himself setting fire to Barbie dolls because he is manly and mad. Ben Shapiro has a new obsession, Greta Gerwig's summer blockbuster Barbie. In a wild 43-minute long tirade posted on YouTube, the 39-year-old conservative polit political commentator appeared to try and spark mass protest against the PG-13-rated film. <coughs> Shapiro begins by burning Barbie dolls, then launches into a rant where he shames a trans woman's cast as a Barbie and walks through his other criticisms in the pages and pages of notes. He took about... He took about the film while watching it. Uh, oh, he took notes. Shapiro star Barbie on Wednesday, though he hasn't officially made the connections. Social media user pointed out that he wore the same outfit Ken Ryan Gosling wears in the movie. <laughs> That's great. If you look in the audience, it's mostly moms, Shapiro calls, of his viewing experience. Youngish moms, middle-aged moms with their six, seven, eight-year-old girls. That's the entire crew. And let's not forget Shapiro himself, who was obviously in the audience. In the caption for the video, Shapiro whined that Barbie was one of the most woke movies I've ever seen. He goes on to explain in the video that he was upset by Ken's portrayal. Shapiro argues that Ken has become annoying and ridiculous, which contradicts the original Barbie dolls. And then Shapiro takes interest in... Hari Neff's Barbie. Neff is a trans woman and plays a bubbly Dr. Barbie in the film. Uh, one of the Barbies is a trans Barbie, Shapiro said, and this is true. Nor totally normal, as if a female Barbie with a voice deeper than my own. He also claimed the, fur the film was explicitly designed to divide men from women, describing it as angry feminist claptrap and alienates men from women. Social media users have flocked to T. Shapiro for his fixation on destroying the Barbie movie. Ben Shapiro is a 40-year-old man who's so upset over a kid's movie about Barbie dolls, and he made a 43-minute review. One Twitter user shared, It's pathetic. In the time it would take a viewer to finish this movie, they would already have sat through almost half of Barbie. Barbie is in theaters now. Okay, wait a minute. So, first of all, I am intrigued by the trans Barbie. Uh, is there a female Barbie with a, you know, wait. Hari Neff's Barbie. Because I did not know it as a trans Barbie. I did see the movie. We're going to talk about it. We're going to, we're going to, I'm going to talk about Ben Shapiro. And then we're going to talk about the Barbie movie after a commercial break. But, uh... 
Yeah, so it's like Hari Neff? Hari Neff Barbie. Okay. Which one was her? She was in the... She didn't even... Okay. She didn't even really have a... a that big of a role uh, in the movie. Okay. I didn't even note it. Like, it's, it's so... Like, you really gotta have a thing. You probably are attracted to trans people. You're looking in the movie, looking for some trans, trans women's, some T-girls, as the porn would call it. Uh, I didn't even notice her in the movie. That's the best part. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Ben Shapiro. So, okay, I'm, I'm gonna actually... Let's, let's, uh, let's listen to this. Uh... Angry feminist. It's it's a very woke movie. I will say, if you are a man and you love the actual patriarchy, not the patriarchy they talk about in the movie. That's that's a joke. Another joke if you've if you've watched the movie. Um, but yeah, I, I do get it because uh, a lot of the movie is kind of portrayed as if like gender roles were kind of swapped where. Women, you know, because Barbie Land, it's like, women are in charge of the government, they're in charge of everything, and then men are kind of just like, yeah, their existence only really exists if, unless Barbie gives them attention and stuff like that. So I get it, but I think Ben Shapiro doesn't like that idea that women women are above men, you know, uh, which is, like, funny. I'm like, I think, Ben, uh, I think... That's that's the point of the movie, and it's a great like analogy. You bring up analogies to fucking conservatives for some reason. There's too fucking stupid to get it. You know, like you try to explain like, okay, what if you know you're trying to explain to someone like, hey, what if uh, what if being straight was like you know like being gay or whatever you know, where it's like uh, it's where you're told that it's wrong to be straight, but you're like. You try to explain that to someone like that. Imagine that. Try to put yourself in that shoe, in your shoes there, to try to understand what it's like being gay. He's like, but uh, but the world isn't. It's being straight is normal. I'm like, no, you gotta pretend. And you're like, no, but being straight. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you're like, you don't understand the point of, of the whole thing. Like, you know, the whole feminist idea to like, I guess all the got like the board members at Mattel, all men. And uh, it's stuff like that, you know, it's like how, like, it's supposed to be a joke on how, like, men are the ones deciding women's health care issues, you know, which is, you know, it's a very big, you know, a very big issue and shit like that. So, uh, yeah, uh, if you are a fragile man, I would make a suggestion that you should probably not watch the part of the movie. You, your dick, you, you will feel bad. You're like, ugh. My masculinity is being threatened by Margot Robbie. <laughs> okay. Okay, dude. Um, anyways, though. Uh, Man proposes and God disposes. FNX Fitness. The ultimate destination for fitness enthusiasts looking to reach their peak performance and achieve their health goals. Are you tired of the same old fitness routines that leave you feeling uninspired and unmotivated? Look no further than FNX Fitness, where they bring a fresh and innovative approach to your fitness journey. At FNX Fitness, they believe that true fitness goes beyond just physical strength. It's about nourishing your body and mind and soul to unlock your full potential. That's why they offer a wide range of high-quality supplements and products 
product designed to support your active lifestyle. Fuel your workouts and enhance your recovery with the scientifically formulated supplements. From pre-workout energizers to post-workout recovery blends, FNX Fitness has you covered every step of the way. Their products are carefully crafted using premium ingredients, ensuring you get the nutrients you need to perform at your best. But don't take, but FNX Fitness is more than just supplements. It's a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for fitness and well-being. Join their supportive community and gain access to expert advice, workout tips, and motivational content that will keep you inspired and on track towards your goals. They understand that fitness is a personal journey, which is why they offer a wide range of products to cater to your individual needs. Whether you're a seasoned athlete looking to take your performance to the next level or a beginner taking your first steps towards a healthier life, lifestyle, FNX Fitness has the tools and resources to support you every step of the way. But don't just take my word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already experienced the FNX Fitness difference. Transform your fitness routine and unlock your potent full potential with FNX Fitness. And using our code in the description, you can save 15% off your order from their website. Ready to take your fitness to the next level? Uh, visit their website on your Nealist or your, your Nealist retailer today and discover the power of FNX Fitness. Elevate your performance, feel your passion, and become the best version of yourself with FNX Fitness. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, and save money with just a few taps on your phone. Are you tired of dealing with the hassle of carrying cash or waiting in long lines at the bank? With Cash App, you can say goodbye to those inconveniences and hello to a seamless financial experience. Sending money to friends and family has never been easier. Whether you're splitting the bill at dinner, paying your share of rent, or simply sending a birthday gift, Cash App lets you transfer money instantly directly from your bank account. No need to worry about writing checks or handling physical cash anymore. Uh, but Cash App doesn't stop there. It's complete financial ecosystem right at your fingertips. Use the app to easily pay for your morning coffee, groceries, or even your monthly subscriptions. With just a simple scan or tap, you can make purchases at millions of locations, both online and offline. And here's the best part. Cash App helps you save money too. With its innovative Boost feature, you can unlock exclusive discounts and cashback rewards at popular retailers, restaurants, and even your favorite services. It's like having your own personal saving assistant always looking out for the best deals. Worried about security? Cash App has you covered. With top-notch encryption and advanced security features, your financial information is always protected. Plus, if you have ever had any questions or concerns, Cash App's dedicated customer support team is available 24-7 to assist you. So why wait? Join millions of satisfied users and experience the convenience, speed, and savings that Cash App brings to your financial life. Download the app today from your app store and start sending spending and saving money like never before. Luckily, the best part is if you sign up using the link in the description, you get a free $5 just for signing up. That's literally just free money. Uh, so join Cash App today. The future of money is here. And when you use our links, you directly support this show. I was told. So I was told to watch the Barbie movie just by the internet, and I decided to go see it. So now I'm going to talk about it. So um, am I going to spoil anything? I'll try to... <clears throat> I'm going to try to keep it no spoilers, but I might have to bring up something. You know, some things might be spoiled. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, the Barbie movie, Greta Gerwig. Uh, very much people like Ben Shapiro. A lot of guys aren't liking it. And I gotta say, and, uh, it's really funny. It's like the Barbie movie is gonna turn you gay. The demons are coming for you. The Barbie movie, and I'm gonna be honest with you. 
I, I watched the movie and, uh, you know, Margot Robbie and the main character. Margot Robbie not only is just like an anomaly with how good looking she is, she's also like really good at acting too. Like that's the problem though, you know? Like you have like all these fantasies about women and you're like, oh, but she's really good at acting too. And you're like, oh yeah, she's a real person. <laughs> so anyways, Margot Robbie is fucking great. But apparently if you look at, if you like looking at Margot Robbie for a couple of hours, apparently that means you're gay. Apparently if you like looking at Margot Robbie, you're gay. You know what doesn't make you gay? Trucks. Fishing. A night out with the boys. That's not gay. Uh, tough, masculine men. You know? Thinking about those guys, that's that's not gay. But thinking about Margot Robbie, that's gay. You know? And you know what? I guess I'm gay. I guess we can... That's going to be taken out of context, too. I guess I'm gay. I'm excited to see how that's taken out of context. Anyways... Anyways, though, I do want to mention, though, I did go to a theater. They charged, like, $5.50. Like, that's legit what it said on my ticket. It was, like, $5. I'm like, okay, you know, I don't, I don't, maybe I did buy it. I did buy it, like, very much last minute, but I don't know. I guess I work packed theater, too. It was a smaller theater I went to, it was, but it was packed. Uh, however, the problem with the theater is... Uh, the patrons that went there, specifically the patrons that went to my specific screaming, screening of Barbie. Can I not say words today? Um, yeah, the screening. They, you know, there were a lot of good jokes in the Barbie movie, and I'm telling you, like, solid joke writing, great jokes. However, the people in the theater I was with, uh, I have to assume that they have never heard a joke before in their entire lives. Like, this is the first time they've ever heard jokes before. Because <laughs> they were laughing so fucking hard. I'm like, these jokes were good. And I, you know, I laughed out loud. I did a literal laugh out loud. An LLOL, you know, a literal laugh out loud, as the kids would like to say. However, though, I, you know, the jokes weren't so funny. I'm not like, I'm not like dying laughing, you know. I'm not dying laughing in my seat. I don't think really, it's not very often that like, a movie or even like a podcast can even get me to laugh. Like they'll get me to laugh and stuff like that. You know, get me giggling and stuff. But like, I'm not going to be like falling out of my seat laughing because of the Barbie movie. The movie was not that funny. How, and you're like, you're probably just overreacting. Like, here's how bad it was. These people who have never heard a fucking joke in their entire lives. I, I was like, I was so confused with that. Like how hard they're laughing. I'm like, these jokes aren't that funny. And then, uh, out of nowhere, I'm like, wait a minute, did they add a laugh track into the movie? Because I was sitting near, like, the front of the theater, and, you know, most movie theaters at least have 5.1, uh, 5, 5.1, if you don't know what that means. 5 means there's gonna be five different speakers, and then point one, so the the one after the point one, that's how many subwoofers there are. So you can go to the go to theaters that are like 10.3. You know, there's multiple different variations of that. So that's how you know our my school, like they had that I went to music tech for, they had like a big in the you know, the concert hall, they had like that is just a massively stupid system that we used that was probably used once a semester, you know. And it was like ridiculous. So yeah, but usually everything's five point. If you're like you're looking for like a home, 
sound system, my best suggestion would be uh, 5.1. Like, say you want surround sound. And with surround sound, you know, it's two towers works left and right, and then one in the center, and then two in the back, and then you have your sub. It's usually in the front, too. Uh, I thought that they were putting the laugh track, but, like, behind, in the behind speakers, you know, in the surround sound. I was like, am I in an episode? I was like, am I in an episode of Friends right now where the whole thing is just utter and complete nonsense, like, just a laugh track? You know, like, we have a laugh track. What? Sorry. We have a laugh track. <laughs> you know, but that's just... We only use it for ironic situations, you know, when like, the, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Like, but also just, it's weird. We've all met people who have just never heard a joke before. You know, a lot of them are in retail. Work. I remember I've worked working retail jobs, you know, and I'm not even like being my usual goofball self. I've been, you know, just like, okay, you know, it's like, I was like, all right, so then we're going to have, we're going to meet back at 2.30. I'm like, oh, no, I can't. I, I have to go to the dentist. Why? Uh, tooth hurty, you know, because my teeth hurt. That's why I'm going to the dentist. Tooth hurty. And it sounds like two thirty, and then they would just, they would just lose their fucking shit because they don't have friends because they're shitty human beings because they are managers at a retail store. That is that is true. If you if you work in retail and you're like in a leadership position, you're either the cool manager or you're the absolute worst human being that's ever existed. Like there's really no in between when it comes to that, you know, it's like, oh yeah, he, that's our manager. He's cool. We, I usually try to like work and make sure he looks good. And there's that, like, ah, that chick is a fucking bitch, you know? Anyways, though, we already talked about Barbie not turning me, or I guess Barbie did turn me gay, you know, Margot Robbie. If you want to fuck Margot Robbie, that means you're gay. That's the rule. <laughs> that's going to be the, that's my new, fellas, is it gay to be attracted to Margot Robbie? I mean, she, she's literally a 10 out of 10. Fellas, is it gay to like Bart? Fellas, is it gay to be attracted to Marco Robbie? Um, but here's the biggest question I think, and I think we've all been curious about this. So, in the Barbie movie, you know, obviously we're, they're wanting to be all inclusive. This is a very woke movie. Okay, if you don't like woke movies, and you're Ben Shapiro, you're not going to like this movie. So, I, I noticed there there was a there was a couple, maybe a couple, or at least one. One plus-sized Barbie, you know, obviously. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, kids want to play with a little fat doll, they can. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously there's a trans Barbie in the movie that I didn't even notice. Like, you have to be you have to be uh, really hiding something deep down to, uh, to have to notice the trans Barbie, who I don't even notice, didn't even know if they had a line or not. But what I noticed about, so, like, the Barbies, all-inclusive, you know, and stuff like that. The Kens, though, all the Kens seem to be all played by hot guys. And here's the thing. Where are the fat Kens? Why were there no fat Kens in the Barbie movie, okay? They needed to add some fat Kens. Fat guys were underrepresented in the Barbie movie, Okay. Why, why can't there be a fat Ken, you know? Women usually tend to go for, like... Women are okay with a guy being a little chubby. Like, that's not, like, a deal-breaker for women most of the time. Unless they're, like, the workout type, you know? Like, but, like, for men, it's just like, oh, fat Barbie, you know? Like, you know, that seems... I guess if you're going to the idea of, like, role reversal, 
It makes sense. However, though, if they make a sequel to the Barbie movie, I am going to protest unless they have a fat Ken. And also, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double it. Make a fat autistic Ken, okay? That just makes sense. You know, obviously make him autistic. You know, that obviously makes sense. And so, yeah. I'm expecting the next Barbie movie to have a fat autistic Ken, okay? It's called Inclusivity. We need representation in the Barbie movie for the Kens. Also, real talk for a second. Uh, I'll sometimes try out these jokes on my friends, you know, how just to, you know, just kind of see what their reaction is. And then I mentioned like fat autistic Ken, and like, or I especially mentioned like, yeah, why don't we have an autistic Ken? And they're like, no, that actually kind of makes sense. They should have one. <laughs> like, I just totally and I know most of you listening here is like, someone's like, no one's like, we don't need an autistic Ken, but like also fat autistic Ken. And you're like, actually, that kind of makes some sense. Like, <laughs> like I don't know how that, I don't know how that worked, but okay. But. Now I'm going to get into something a little controversial uh, that I don't usually... I don't usually get into controversial stuff on this show. But in the movie, the Barbie movie, uh, Barbie lifts her dress up or something, and it shows cellulite. And I'm going to be honest with you, cellulite doesn't exist. That's just what skin looks like, okay? Women are just making up an excuse to hate their bodies. And you know what, ladies? You don't need to hate your bodies. Whatever you think cellulite is, is just skin. Cellulite doesn't exist. That's just skin. And you can show me thousands of examples of cellulite. I'm going to be honest with you. It all just looks like skin. It looks like normal people. That's what normal people look like. And stuff like that. Even, even, you know, even the hottest chick. I'm like, that's just what skin looks like. So ladies, I'm here to tell you that cellulite is a myth. Cellulite doesn't exist. You just have skin, okay? You don't have fucking cellulite. It doesn't exist, all right? Now I'm wondering if anyone's going to fight me on that. So, it's like, uh, even that, even that, you know, I've told that to people and they're like, hot take, as usual. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, no, cellulite doesn't exist. And uh, women are just making up stuff to be mad about. It's kind of like a erectile dysfunction doesn't exist. Now, I, I would say on that end, it's like, well, if unless you have a health problem or you're taking, like, some sort of medication that would do that to you. Oh, yeah, if you have uh, erectile dysfunction, you just might be gay, dude. That's actually kind of me. After you go through all the health problems, I'm like, yeah, you might just be gay. There's <laughs> like, nothing seems to be working. Uh, besides boner, but like, I think you just might be gay, dude. Have you tried fucking a dude? And then if you don't like fucking the dude, you just might not like sex, dude. You know, and guess what? That's okay. Just don't be leading people on and stuff like that. But uh, I do like the... But here's one here's one thing I think I found, like a little... It's not a plot hole, but uh, a, a little problem with the movie. So the so at Mattel, you know, like the creators of Barbie... Or, they're not the creators of Barbie, but they're like... That's the company that sells Barbies and has the right to Barbie and stuff like that. Uh, it was like Will Ferrell was the CEO of Mattel, and like in the conference room, was it was just like all men. And the joke was supposed to be like men, why are men making decisions about like you know women's health care and stuff like that? You know, it's and it's a funny joke. And you're like, why? And then you think about it. If it was just Barbie, if it was like the company was just Barbie, 
you would be like, why are why is it all men running a company to sell toys aimed at young like uh, aimed at girls like that does seem weird but then you have to think so that's the joke in the movie but then you think about it mattel owns more than just barbie now they should i don't i don't know why no one in that corporate room is a woman that is a question obviously the joke is but but yeah it probably would just have a mix of men and women normally yeah if it was just mattel if it was yeah i get the joke that oh it's just barbie but you know, when it's Mattel, I'm like, yeah, they're gonna, they're, they own Hot Wheels, too, and that's, like, the most boy toy you can, you know, like, you know, women don't collect Hot Wheels. It's like, women are not collecting Hot Wheels, but men are, you know? So, cool questions there. Questions for heaven. Questions for us right now, <laughs> whatever. So, anyway, so that was a plot hole. Overall, though, I did enjoy the Barbie movie. It did, it did make me feel... I do, I do understand, like, the uncomfortability of, of, like, men being subservient to women, you know? Because in my mind, I'm just like, I think we can all just be equal and fine, but I know there's a lot of history in between everything and, like, what's going on in between then. So, like, there's, like, history and shit like that, so, uh, you know, and it doesn't make you feel bad? Yeah. Well, it's supposed to. Like, that's what women deal with, you know, every day. That's the whole... When the movie, overall, I, I thought it was really good. I thought the humor, humor was great. I don't think it was as good. I was going to die in the theater, but I thought the humor was great. I really enjoyed that the movie did not take itself super too seriously. Even with how woke the movie is, it really didn't take it too seriously. Like my favorite, you know, the best line in the movie was Ryan Gosling's Ken. It's like something on the lines of, after I learned patriarchy wasn't run about horses, I kind of lost interest. I'm like, same, same, bro, you know? It would, that's also the horses thing was really funny, too, because, like, aren't, I feel like women are more into horses than guys are. Guys are more into being, like, cowboys and outlaws and shit like that, and, like, you know, you ride a horse for transportation, but women, and in regards to, like, riding horses, I think women are more into that. But overall, should you see the Barbie movie? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a fun movie. You know, do you like movies? Uh do does does your wiener get smaller when women exist? Then I don't know. I don't know. You you probably know. It's also a PG thirteen movie, and I think I think people think it's a kid's movie, and I'm like, well, it's rated PG thirteen. So if you consider kids teenagers, then yeah, but like little kids though, I'm like, I don't even think little kids would probably even enjoy it that much to begin with you know i don't know so you know if you have little 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 kids you're on discretion but you know will it turn you gay only if you don't like margot robbie then then you won't be gay and let's go and do an opposite direction i want to talk about secret invasion marvel's newest show just wrapped up and i gotta say this show had the potential to be amazing like it the the concept of the idea of this show is amazing but the show itself was just fucking like god it, it just felt like it just felt like someone didn't try you know and that's what so upsetting to me because in the comics uh the general idea of the secret invasion storyline is you know the scroll planet scrollos was wiped out by galactus and there was a prophecy about the scrolls' new home 
and the home, something similar to the home was supposed to be similar to Earth. And so the scrolls thought, oh, Earth will be our new home. And so uh, after our planet was destroyed, so then the scrolls infiltrate Earth because they can shapeshift. And so with yada, 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 uh, plot happens. That's the main storyline in uh, the book. But they said, I mean, like in Secret Invasion, they did set it up something similar. Basically, uh, if you learn from Captain Marvel, you learn that the scrolls are just refugees and they are, they're looking for a home and Carol Danvers and Nick Fury, you know, promised they would find them a new home world. And everyone had the initial question. Uh, but now the scrolls are upset because it's been like 30 years and they haven't done, and they have not found a home. And they never really explained that because also, Remember that planet Thanos was on uh, that could clearly support life? And we know humans can live on it, and if humans can live on it, scrolls can basically live on it as well. Uh, so, like, they figured that out. So they didn't even explain, like, why they never found a planet. And I think they kind of, at the end of the series, are like, uh, the Kree are, uh, are open to peace talks with the scrolls. And you're like, okay. They could have explained the reason why they never found a homeworld is they had to, like, find something the the Kree would not be able to find. What? You know, or stuff like that. And out of there, the Kree wouldn't just attack them or, like, in their, you know, not, like, jurisdiction, but, like, area where they'll be noticed and stuff like that in the universe. They could have just explained that super easy. And so, like, now all these scrolls are mad and they want to rebel and take Earth for themselves. Earth, you know, that has the the creatures that uh, brought back half of the life that was taken away, you know, like the the smart race. You know, uh, stuff like that, you know, there's a lot, way too many plot holes. Like, usually Marvel, like, has plot holes, you know, movies, but they're not this bad. It's not this bad. And, like, the thing with the show is it wasn't any actor's fault. Like, you know... You think, like, and I, even, like, you look at, like, bad movies, like, you can, it's hard to blame actors, you know? Because at the end of the day, I think, I think a lot more goes to, like, the director and then studio interference when it comes to, like, movies, like, you know, and shows like this. And I don't know, I, I don't even know how to, like, say where it went wrong. Was it studio interference? Was the director? The director doesn't even, he also seems... Like, he just did not care about this project, too. And when people aren't passionate about... Because I think Sam Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, like, he went on Don Cheadle, like, Amelia Clark, Kingsley Benadier, uh, Olivia Coleman, like, they were all just phenomenal. And, like, they put 10 out of 10. When they came up, when they came to work that day, they put 10 out of 10 work. It was, like, a bad script and just bad story and just uninspired and... uh and uh, and that shit. And so, like, all the actors were good. It just seems like the director, just, like, Ali Salim, he just did not give a shit about the story. And, like, oh, man. And then, uh, spoiler alert, the show's out. Uh, and you can just watch it. Uh, Ross, uh, Ross, not Thunderbolt Ross, uh, Everett Ross, uh, who we last saw on Wakanda Forever, and uh, James Rhodes, uh, War Machine, uh, were shown as scrolls and they were kidnapped and were replaced by scrolls. So Everett Ross storyline. So if you don't know, if you haven't watched Wakanda Forever, basically uh, the CIA, his ex-wife Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, 
played by Julia Louis Dreyfus, arrested him, and he was uh, he was uh, rescued, taken out of custody by uh, the Wakandans. So he, you know, shit like that, you know. And he was like, and then they show him in the first five minutes of the first episode, and then like he was killed, and he's like, oh, he was a scroll all along. And like, how long has he been a scroll? And the director's like, oh, that'll be answered uh, by the end of the series. It was not answered by the end of the series. Uh, you do see. So in the first five minutes, Ross is killed, and then the last five minutes of the show, Ross is rescued. No clue, like, where the fuck. You thought he was going to be, like, a bigger role in the show, but nope. He, he was, you know. Bringing him into the show made no... was not, like, you know, it's obviously, like, the idea of the original Secret Invasion is, like, you can't trust anyone. There's, like, paranoia. You can't trust anyone. You could pretty much trust who was who and could tell who was who in the show for the most part. Like... The show should have had way more scroll reveals. And I'm not saying people who've been scrolls forever, but like, you know, just more scroll reveals to begin with, you know? It's like, oh my gosh, that person was a scroll and that person's been kidnapped. You could even say, you know, I think the best situation would be it would take place right after Avengers Endgame, where, uh, you know, that's when people, uh, big key characters were taken out and replaced with scrolls, you know? I so like that, but it really just how, how you fuck up the main premise of what the secret invasion storyline is. That idea, like you can't trust anyone and stuff like that. And like I could, and like I'm gonna go over for a second. You know, even Rhodey being a scroll, which uh, you know, I hope they just do. Like he was, he was swapped out after Endgame, and not what everyone's thinking is he was scrapped after his. Uh, paralyzing accident in Captain America Civil War, he was replaced with the scroll, which looks like it could be the case. Uh, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Like, the main premise of the story is who can you trust? You can't trust anyone. Anyone could be a scroll. And the only way you can reveal someone as being a scroll is if you, like, kill them. And then they figured out, like, oh, I shot this guy's hand and it turned back into a scroll hand. And you're like, okay, we confirmed they're a scroll and stuff like that. <sighs> like, they just, they just, wasted that fucking opportunity uh, and shit like that. So I think now is the time, I should say. Uh, how would I change this this series and make it better? Here, I've thought about this a lot. Uh, so a majority of the series, this, you know, this whole series, like, there's a lot of good story beats, I would have to say, like the attack on the president, now the president's doesn't know who to trust and stuff like that. And President Ritson just like going crazy because I think they're setting up uh, Thunderbolt Ross, not Everett Ross, Thunderbolt Ross becoming the president in the next Captain America movie. And so, I was saying, so they could, that could really explain why this guy is, you know, the current president is not going to get reelected, you know? And I think that's a, they set that up really well. And I thought that was great. Uh, First of all, first thing I say, Maria Hill survives, but she's incapacitated the entire uh, series. She did get shot, but like, remember when Nick Fury got shot in Captain America: Winter Soldier, and they like slowed his heartbeat down, and you know, and they saved his life, and now he's you know he was secret, you know, from it. I think they should have done that and just be like, oh, that's why she's not here, and stuff like that. Uh, so I think the whole series, a lot of the good story beats of the series, should have been the first three episodes because the show ends. The coolest part about this entire show is the show ends and basically 
it's almost like a, a war between scrolls and humans. At that point, like they go to Shooter McGavin, the uh, you know the the Fox News guy, and they just like shoot him on air. Like, could you imagine if they ended season three with that montage, episode three with that montage, and now everyone's paranoid? I'm like, that would set like almost like the end of the series is what I was supposed to see in the series, you know, like that whole scene where like humans are just going out shooting politicians, whether they're scrolls or not. And so a lot of people are just getting murdered and like nonsense violence. What? You know, like that would have been so fucking cool in the show. So that's one thing. Um, and like I said, I think before the reason why the scrolls don't have a whole new home world, because you know, the reason why it's because, uh, they're still not really that good with the Kree. You know, even after 30 years, there's still a lot of political turmoil between the Kree, and so they can't just go anywhere. But they know, like, on Earth, <clears throat> hiding for the most part on Earth, like, they're fine. The Kree aren't going to go towards Earth because of the Avengers and shit like that. So that's why they know they're safe, you know, there. And that's why they explain why they haven't found a new home planet yet. Um, also, the character of Gravik, he only cha- he only kills humans. He never kills a scroll. Except for the Gaia fake out. I think we can keep that. I think that fake out was good to show that she did uh, get those powers, you know? Like, she became a Super Scroll. Uh, however, with the Super Scroll thing, she doesn't get everyone's fucking powers like she did at the end of the series. She only stays the 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 main four powers, which is uh, the Frost Beast, Groot, Extremis, and then Cole Obsidian. Because the idea in the comics with the Super Scroll, they took the powers of the Fantastic Four. And I think this would be a cool way uh, to figure out a little integration into the actual Fantastic Four, where, like, these powers, you know, because they had the Harvest, which was any any enhanced individual who was enhanced on their own uh, from the series, you know, uh, from, that, like, Tony Stark's wasn't Doctor Strange. Those aren't powers, but, like, Thor, Hulk... Captain Marvel, Thanos, like, all those powers. I'm like, that was a little too much. Like, they needed to tone that back, you know? Just keep it those, and then it could be a good lead into the Fantastic Four. That could be a good way to explain how they got powers. Um, so, yeah, so just keeping those, and that's all the only powers. Like, they, the Harvest is a good, like, MacGuffin and, you know, way to move the plot forward, but n- no one gets those powers. I would say it gets destroyed and then they fight, and then it ends like that, you know? Uh, and then I would also... What else would I do? So, yeah, the Harvest exists, but, like, no one gets those powers, you know? Uh, so, yeah, that's one thing I would change, too. Um, and, uh, and then they should also... Should have went into a, a ton of details about how Rhodey was impersonated by Rava. Because it seemed like a really cool plot point, and then that it just goes nowhere, you know. And I guess they're gonna explain it. And I hate the idea of like, oh, they'll explain it in a future movie. I'm like, no, just like fucking explain it right now for all of us to see. You know, it's not that fucking hard. So, like Rava, and like Rava's a big villain too, or a big scroll character, if I remember correctly. And so, like, just just a wasted opportunity. So yeah, I think those are a couple ways I would change the show tell me everyone tell me how you would do it too because i've just never been underwhelmed or disappointed in like a marvel show or movie ever before until this movie like 
even let's go everyone's been saying like you know marvel's quality has lacked i I will say too but like there's things i can like look in and enjoy about even the movies that that didn't perform well and people say they don't like very much so like black widow i was like it was a good movie it just should have come out four or five years prior to when it did eternals really cool movie but you know really cool movie and it's really cool to show a lot of mcu stuff but like it needs to connect back to the main you know the main mcu story it didn't connect at all to that um thor love and thunder you know even though i think it was way too goofy and i do agree with those comments like gore was a great villain uh you know even the idea of like trying to kill all gods and trying to find eternity and stuff like that i was like that's a cool plot point and even that moon that dark moon world in the dark dimension i don't know what it's called but like that was cool and stuff like that uh what other things do people not like um all the tv shows i've thoroughly enjoyed i i think some are better than the others obviously which you know it's always going to happen but even then like this is the first thing marvel's made that i've been uh just utterly underwhelmed and like just super disappointed and uh yeah and i, and I don't know and it, it just makes me disappointed because like i love this shit like you know these marvel movies and like there was a while in 2021 back when they used to have like something new every week you know like a new movie a new show like even then it was like so much fun so something fun to look forward to but i don't know i don't want the quality to be like secret invasion kevin i know you're never checking this show out make sure you uh try better try to keep the quality good i know we're all just hovering until x-men and fantastic four but still drizzly the ultimate convenience for all your alcohol needs delivered right to your doorstep tired of making last minute trips to the liquor store or dealing with crowded aisles and long checkout lines with drizzly your favorite drinks are just a few taps away making your alcohol shopping experience easier and more enjoyable than ever before Drizzly brings the liquor store to you, offering an extensive selection of beer, wine, spirits, and more. Browse their vast catalog of top quality brands, local favorites, and specialty beverages, all conveniently organized on their user-friendly app or website. With Drizzly, there's no need to leave the comfort of your home. Simply choose your favorite drinks, place your order, and let their reliable delivery partners handle the rest. Whether you're hosting a party, relaxing after a long day, or simply stocking up for the weekend, Drizzly ensures that you drink your drinks are delivered promptly and securely but drizzly isn't just about convenience it's about choice discover new flavors explore unique craft brews or find the perfect bottle of wine to complement your meal with drizzly's vast selection you have the freedom to choose exactly what you want when you want it worried about the hassle of age verification drizzly has you covered their delivery partners are trained to ensure responsible alcohol delivery making sure that only those of legal drinking age receive their orders your safety and the safety of your community is their top priority Join the millions of satisfied customers who have already embraced the convenience and simplicity of Drizzly. Say goodbye to the hassle of traditional alcohol shopping and hello to the ease of having your favorite drinks delivered to your doorstep. That's not all. Using our link in the description gives you $5 off your first order, which can greatly enhance your night, if you know what I'm saying. Uh... Ready to elevate your drinking experience? Download the Drizzly app or visit our website today and experience the future of alcohol shopping. Cheers to a new way of enjoying your favorite drinks with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Honey, 
your ultimate online shopping companion that saves you time and money effortlessly. Are you tired of endlessly searching for coupon codes or missing out on the best deals when shopping online? Say goodbye to those frustrations and hello to Honey, the free browser extension that revolutionizes your online shopping experience. Honey is your personal shopping assistant that automatically finds and applies the best coupon codes at checkout, helping you save money with just a few clicks. No more wasted time scouring the internet for discounts. Honey does the work for you, ensuring you never miss out on a great deal again. But Honey doesn't stop at coupon codes it goes the extra mile to ensure you get the best price possible. With Honey's innovative price history feature, you can track the price changes of your favorite products over time. This means you'll always know if you're getting the best deal or if it's better to wait for a price drop. And the best part, Honey works seamlessly with over 30,000 online retailers, including popular brands across fashion, tech, home goods, and more. Whether you're shopping for a new wardrobe, upgrading your electronics, or sprucing up your living space, Honey has your back, ensuring you get the best value for your money. Worried about privacy and security? Rest assured, Honey is committed to protecting your personal information. They never sell or share your data, and their browser extension is designed with top-notch security measures to keep your online shopping experience safe and secure. Join the millions of satisfied users like me who have already saved millions of dollars with Honey. Download the Honey browser extension today and unlock a world of savings every time you shop online. Don't miss out on an incredible deal and the chance to save money effortlessly. Experience the power of Honey and take your online shopping to a whole new level. Honey, the sweetest way to shop online. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! Our table! It's time for Oh No, Our Table, the part of the podcast where I answer questions. <clears throat> nothing more, nothing less. Just, uh, just good old Christian questions. So... Uh, Let's just jump into it. Okay. Would most men actually accept sexual activity as a form of payment from women? Isn't that illegal? So technically, yes, it is illegal. That is called prostitution. There we go. Like uh, uh, two former uh, classmates of mine's very religious church preacher, pastor, father... Uh, he was like an elder at a, was it a, the, the church that, uh, Assembly of God thing where they don't have a pastor, it's just a bunch of people preach, I don't know, uh, who, who thought that it wasn't prostitution because he was offering Arby's gift cards to, to, for sexual favors, so, cool, Barry Pointer, I went to high school with both his kids, and guess what, they're both assholes, so... I'm not too worried about them. Uh, karma got them. But uh, sexual activity, would, would men... There's a lot of guys out there who would definitely do that. Uh, yeah, definitely. The The type of guy who would actually... There, there is a certain type of guy slash certain type of situation where, uh, yeah, a guy would probably accept that. When it's like... Money, like, or financial or something similar to that, uh, it's, it's very questionable because, like, if you actually need the money, <laughs> you're not gonna be like, okay, I, I would like a blowjob right now, but at the same time, I actually need that money. So, that's why. Uh, I actually need the money for the, for the service. So, yeah, because, I mean... And do I think prostitution's bad? No, I don't think prostitution's bad. And honestly, like, 
it's different for like a man wanting wanting like we're gonna pretend this is like a blowjob, whatever. I feel like feel like blowjobs are the the best situation. I feel like full full on sex is weird. Uh, as many pornos I've watched would find, I don't know. Uh, you know, for me, I was like, oh man, I need, I need. I think I don't know if I would ask do it for money, but I would do it for like, oh god, I need to. Uh, you know, there's that my favorite porn series, Property Sex, where very very much it is. It's the a lot of the plot is like, and I've seen it on both ends, men and women. Uh, I've seen it flip flopped, where it's like. Oh, you're gonna kick me out? What if I what if I help you out and then you help me out, you know? And I've seen a guy help I'm like, you know, if I had to eat pussy and I you know, for like free rent, you know. Honestly, I think I would be I could do that, you know. Assuming I'm not in a relationship with anyone. But then the problem is you get into a relationship and then it's like By the way, uh I eat my I eat my landlord's ham sandwich every month. Uh and then uh, for free housing. I don't know what we're going to do about that. Maybe I need to pay, pay her now. <laughs> Shit like that. Um, but no, w- do most men actually ex- would accept that? It just depends on like, do they need the money or not? Cause if they don't need the money, then yeah, they could, they'll probably do that. But if they do, then that's my mind. But I bet there's a lot of guys out there who probably were like, yeah, that works for me. You know, it's like, why are you, why are you broke right now? Well, you know, all my clients paid me in blow, blowies, so unfortunately, I am low on cash right now. So, uh, congratulations, you played yourself. Did you play yourself though? Good question. Am I being used for free meals? <clears throat> the girl I am dating has me confused. We met a few weeks ago on a dating app and have been on four dates, going on five. The attraction is there and things are moving well, except she downright refuses to pay for anything on dates. First and second dates, I was cool and kind of expected to pay. On the third date at a not-so-cheap restaurant, when I addressed my opinion on her paying for at least her the tip, her reaction was negative and she acted surprised. She says she is starting to have feelings for me, though when I ask her opinion on the matter, she believes that she deserves a man that will show desire in the form of paying for her on dates to the point where she decides to pay. The form, well, let me read that again. She, the opinion on the matter, she believes that she deserves a man that will show desire in the form of paying for her on the dates. Okay, so she's saying that's her love language. And despite me not used to it, that is her standard expectation for her man. How long, in her words, around a month and a half into the relationship? I have friends says she is a gold digger, but I am not sure. Am I being manipulated and used for free meals? Is she real with me or a scam? Is this normal? I am confused and have so many questions. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go off with what you said to me. I feel like your friend, I think you should take your friend's uh, advice I mean, at least if he thinks he's a gold digger, especially if he's met her, you know, if he's met her, then, yeah, you should definitely be listening. Uh, this is the type of guy you get to to his advice, especially if he if he can see it, because I'm only knowing like what you've told me. I've never met her and I don't even know who you are. So that's also, you know, but from what I'm saying is so. And I think it all comes down to how I would her personality and how I would read read the room read the situation because 
I, I do think like you know for the for the straights out there for all the straight people out there I think I think it's generally a good thing like yeah you fellas have to take the L on like you know for the first little bit on on paying for dates and shit like that unless yeah and then eventually I think the the good situation would be not like you I I with a girl I've girls I've dated my favorite thing is just like hey I'll get dinner and then she's like I'll get drinks you know and it's like even you know so it's not that big of a deal you know where it's like yeah we're both paying but it's it, it is weird when she pays and you're just like there I'm like I swear I bought dinner I bought dinner I swear I bought dinner uh so yeah really gotta I really gotta understand who she is first and so I would try to get more opinions from friends and other people who do kind of know her because the two possibilities I am seeing in this situation is, uh, yeah, she's using you, she's manipulating you, she's trying to get free shit out of you. She is a gold digger. The other, the other thing is like her love language is uh, like gifts or whatever. You know, the, the the one that's closest to what I just said. Uh, which usually, like, when it's your love language, people aren't so... My love language is this. I need you to do this, you know? And, like, my love language is gifts. So if you can't buy gifts, you're not going to be right for me. So that's, like, kind of a red flag in my mind, uh, looking at the situation. Because usually if that, no one's like, I need you to do this. And then, and then the question of you might not want to pay for dinner or you want her to help help with out out with it or whatever and then then all of a sudden she says i you know i was actually starting to have feelings for you that that seems like a red flag from a third part from a third party looking in best thing i can say yeah that that seems like a red flag like you're like all of a sudden questioning the relationship and like all of a sudden she's not going to get something she wants you know i was actually starting to get feelings for you uh in my opinion just from what i've read uh, I would say she is a walking red flag and probably a little bit of a gold digger. Uh, you know, so I would say, yeah, I would say red flag, but I don't know. I don't know her personality. Um, I think your friend might be onto something, especially your friends usually can't have yourself, unless they haven't met them yet. So I'm just listening to the situation. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. How do you, and that's the question I would think, maybe set up a situation where you could figure that out or whatever, or I don't know, maybe find another, find a friend with a girlfriend and try to see if you can get that information out of her. No, so maybe a cool idea. So, uh, I identify as a fucking threat. Try it out. No, but seriously, what is going on in the MCU? MCU standing for. Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I think you're probably talking about the dip in quality uh, Marvel has been having with their movies and their TV shows. Secret Invasion, especially. We you know we just got done talking about that. And so I think what's going on. So here's my kind of thoughts on the situation. Uh, the first big one was you know they obviously had some leadership changeups over at Disney. So and I think. Before that, before uh, whoever this fucks, whatever fuckface's name is, Bob Iger, came back, they were wa- they were wanting to. Disney was wanting to up their uh, productions on uh, Disney Plus content along with some other stuff. So 
we were getting like four or five MCU movies a year, a bunch of TV shows and stuff like that. And which I, you know, I genuinely do love. I love having just something to look forward to every week, you know, it's what, on TV. It's, it, it just makes life more fun. Uh, but yeah, with a lot of, it's like, but they really got into the quality over quantity aspect with it. And, you know, that's why they had a CEO change at Disney. So right now it does look like it's going to get a lot better because they're going to do less projects. I think, you know, CGI is going to get a lot better. See people working on that shit. It's not going to be stressed, stressed out. So I think they're kind of spreading themselves too thin. Uh, that's one thing that I think they're doing. I, but I do think what I don't think anyone else has necessarily brought up in regards to uh, Marvel's dip in quality is, and I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who's thought this. Well, other people probably thought it better, but I'm pretty sure I'm one of the, you know. Uh, so like, the reason I think that Marvel's probably, it probably seems, minus the whole, you know, uh, the whole situation where uh, they wanted more quantity, less quality, and now they're moving back to quality over quantity. Besides that, I think that they they don't have characters that are selling the story. Don't get me wrong. Um, I like a lot of these here. So you have to think of Marvel. So event, early days of Marvel, when the movies and shit like that, you know, obviously the, you know, some rights went to Namor and Hulk went to Universal. Uh, X-Men, they went to Fox. And then Spider-Man, they went to Sony. So when Marvel wanted to start their own studio, you know, like what, characters that they have and they learned that they had you know the lineup for an avengers team basically so they decided to go with the avengers now the avengers aren't like the you know if you go back to comics they aren't the greatest team but they still are a pretty popular team so and they really struck gold and they cast good people to play because tony stark's a good character steve rogers is a great character thor uh depending on the situation can be a good character and has a lot of good storylines as well see they started off with those three and those were their three big hitters and stuff like that you know robert Downey jr is just great and then you know they ended phase three and then endgame happened and a lot of contracts ended so you know robert Downey jr's contract ended chris evans contract ended and you know they kind of ended it where they were you know they passed on the torch and you know and stuff like that left their legacy and stuff like that and so, looking at the Marvel movies that have done really well, uh, you know, it's the best one, like, Phase 4 has been Spider-Man. And I think all those stories in Phase 4 is basically passing on the torch. That's kind of what Phase 4, the theme of. And it's like, Sam Wilson's Captain America, I'm like, he's not really that popular. Uh, Moon Knight, Moon Knight's not really that that big of a character. Miss Marvel... You know, is a fairly new character too. has has the fans and stuff like that, but like they their heavy hitters are kind of running out. So what they've been kind of trying to do is kind of what James Gunn did with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, where basically take an unknown character and make them famous, and that's what Marvel's been trying to do with these kind of like B and C list heroes and stuff like that. And it's just like there's only such so good of a story you can have with like a character that's like okay. At best, like, cool in, like, other people's stories, but, yeah, like, you know, on their own, you know, it's like that. That's why I think Spider-Man uh, No Way Home has been, like, the biggest movie of Phase 4 so far. So, yeah, so I think 
we're kind of in a weird area where they're kind of transitioning and wanting to there. What Marvel's trying to do is like Marvel's going to come back up. I believe Marvel's going to come back up. I think they're really working hard on their Fantastic Four movie. And so with the Fantastic Four, like those are great characters. And once they introduce Dr. Doom into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and then start, you know, more incorporating more X-Men characters into stories, I think Marvel's going to come back up because then they finally have good characters coming back that can really sell a franchise and really sell a good story. So I just think right now with a lot of Marvel characters, just kind of like the B and C, C tier heroes, you know, those are those movies and stuff like that. So that's my thoughts. I think once... And I think there's going to be a big shift and a big change once they add Doctor Doom into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And uh, once they if they add a good Doom, everyone's going to be like, and I really like that. So yeah, that's my big MCU thoughts right now. Why are the Amish not considered a cult? Um, I think we consider. I mean. It's hard because things that could technically be considered a cult aren't necessarily always considered a cult. Because could we talk about normal Christianity where it's just like churches and shit like that, you know? Like technically those can be a cult and a lot of people technically believe those are cults because a lot of those, you know, institutions really do brainwash people. But then there's other places where they don't really brainwash you. They're just, you know, trying to preach the good word and stuff like that. So... Even then, so, and I think when we get into Amish, I think the big thing, the big difference is, like, yes, they're a religious-based group. However, I think there's so much more than just, like, the religion involved with their lifestyle. Because I think the Amish lifestyle is, uh, because there's, like, lifestyle, like, no electricity or whatever. I don't even know what they're fucking doing. Like, they have a phone, but it's in, like, an outhouse somewhere. Like, you get into that, I'm like, none of this makes any sense, you know, trying to understand the Amish and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, you definitely, if you, because I just think there's a big separation. Yes, there is the religious side of it, but I don't think that's the part that is the problem when it comes to being Amish and stuff like that. I don't know, like, if I was, I grew up Amish, the first time I ever felt air conditioning, I would have a crisis of my faith and questioning everything about my life. Um, I just think, and maybe I guess, you know, I guess they believe in the religious part of it is that they have to be Amish and stuff like that and they have that lifestyle. But, you know, at the same time, I think the religious aspects, for the most part with the Amish, uh aren't that bad because i think there there are things you could consider and basically any religion is like oh that's cult-like behavior that's cult-like behavior but like it's not really that bad you know and and assuming they're not like wanting to control everyone things for the most part you know and i think you can the amish let you leave and some some people are disappointed but okay with it you know it's we live in a society so Forgot to add the Amelia Clark. Daddy, come on, Daddy, Daddy. <laughs> Shit, that was funny. What is the biggest realization you've had about adulthood slash other adults? 
I think mine has been that we're never done growing. We always want just a little more than we have. We always have personality traits that we can work on, and there's always more about ourselves to discover for better or for worse. Um, I think the biggest realizations I've had, um, one realization, you know, I, I really had was about teachers I had, you know, in high school and stuff like that. Uh, because I think now I'm at a point where I have friends who are teachers. I have friends who have, who I knew for a long time. They went and got, they have their doctorate now, like their doctor. And it's uh, in their field. A lot of musicians, I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of music people. So I think it's like realizing, the biggest thing has always been like adults. I was around when I was a child and you're like, Someone was really like, yeah, you can hang out with him. You can be around him. Like, what? Like, that's so fucking crazy to me. Uh, especially teachers. Like, I look back and think about, like, the teachers I've had at school. And, I'm, and I think, why the hell did they let this person teach a class? Like, they clearly don't know what they're doing. They clearly... Like, I had teachers in high school. They would literally just hand out a packet, you know, or, like, work on this worksheet. And then they just fucking dick around on their computer all day. I'm like, Jesus Christ, they allow this person, they wonder, like, why uh, the Republican Party is so prominent today. We're like, it's probably because we had you fucking, we just let anyone be a teacher for a while, you know? Like, so, like, they, you know, I lived in a town where, like, there was a local college, and so if you're a teacher, you have to student teach a semester. It's basically an unpaid internship with extra work. And basically the teacher would just take off the entire semester and just make a fucking someone who j never has never taught a class before teach a class. I know they're learning how to teach a class, but like the, the teacher never gave them anything. And there's just like some crazy, you realize these crazy fucking teachers that you're like, yeah, they let this person be around kids and stuff like that. It's like so crazy. And uh, you know, other things, you know, I think about too, uh, with te it's mostly with teachers. I think, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, uh, how would I, you know, now I'm in, now I'm like the age that I've, like some of the teachers I had were, and like, I think about those situations in school, I'm like, if I was the one in charge, how would I have handled that situation? And the teacher's like, you know, they actually handled that pretty well, you know? You think about just dumb fucking school situations, like, you know, if it happened to me, I would, you know, like, there's situations, you know, as a teacher, like, you can't just... Even if something's funny, you can't just be fucking laughing at it. If you're, like, the teacher in charge of a bunch of kids, like, you can't do that. I don't know. That's my big, uh, that was my big realization. It's always been about, like, teachers and other adults in my life. Is a lack of dating experience a major turnoff? My 25th birthday is coming up, and I've never been on a date. I haven't even held hands or kissed someone yet. It's not like I haven't. Like, it's not like I've been super busy with school or in career driven. I got a degree in psych and have realized my true passion is for horticulture and I'm at a crossroads trying to figure out my life plan going forward. I feel like by the time I get myself situation and confident enough to enter the dating scene, women will be looking for someone who has experience and is someone they can settle down with, not someone they need to show the ropes to. I have no intent on lying to women about my laugh experience, but it's also not someone I'm something I'm trying to advertise either. Okay, so yeah, first thing I would say, uh, if you if you're very career driven, I don't even know what the fuck horticulture is, uh, 
But uh, yeah, if you're career, you know, if you you are career driven or whatever, I don't know what you're trying to say here. It's not like I've been, but like yeah, always make sure you have you know, you're thinking about your life moving forward. And uh, yeah, if you if you know as a single guy, you're like unless you're like I'm gonna get married, that's all I'm gonna do. But if you're not like that, then you're like I don't know my life going forward. I'm just gonna do my career and shit like that. Um, and so like that, I always say just think about yourself because I, it's. I, I never got the idea of, like, I need to get married right now, you know, when people get divorced and they're like, I got to remarry as quick as possible. And I'm like, you know, you could just fuck around, you know? That's the best That's the best thing ever, just fucking around, meeting new people, getting inside new people, and meeting some great friends. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but, no, I guess their question is lack of experience. Is that a turnoff? Okay. I'm thinking about it. From my perspective, a woman's like I'm not I'm not super experienced, you know. Um, I'm not gonna say it's like a deal breaker. I don't think anyone, I don't think any woman you meet is gonna be like, oh, you've never been with someone before, deal breaker, red flag, or something, whatever. You just be like, I don't know. I just never really dated. I just never really dated. I was always working on school and shit like that, you know, it's like, it's fine. I think, um, I don't think lack of experience is a thing. I think one thing that needs to be thought of is, uh, you kind of need someone a little bit more equal to you in regards to that. Maybe find a lady who isn't super experienced either and stuff like that. So, you know, like if you're a hoe and you, in, so on both ends, whatever gender you are, you're a hoe, like, you kind of, it's kind of a good idea of, like, you're ready to settle down, you need to find another hoe uh, to settle down with, you know? That way it's not weird. It's kind of like, you have to be a little equal there. Um, you know, I mean, if you have a small body count, but you've been with a couple people, like, you know, it's good to find that. If you're a virgin, you know, maybe find a virgin or someone who's been with, like, one other person, you know? Uh, I, th I think it's probably just good for you, uh, that. But a, a major turnoff... It's going to be, it, like I said, it's going to depend on the type of person, uh, you know. This is the type of guy you get. It's going to determine, you know, the person. If, are they are they a hoe? And there's something wrong with being a hoe. Hoes are cool. But, like, if, are they a hoe? Because, like, I just, that usually doesn't work out, you know. It's it's different, you know. If you're like, oh, I'm a virgin. You're like, oh, I've, I've fucked 69 people. Nice. Uh, but, uh, you know, stuff like that. So you probably need to find someone on your level of experience. And you're only 25, dude. You're fine. You're fine, dude. And you're a guy. And that's the nice thing about being a guy, though. For women, it's like, you know, it's like, uh, well, I only have so many eggs. But guys, like, I have as much sperm as I need. I don't know. I was thinking about, like, freezing my freezing my sperm or whatever. Because I heard something about, like, old sperm is worse. You have a weird kid or something like that. And I was like, I don't know. Because if whenever I have kids, I'm going to be an old... Whenever, whenever I get a kid coming around, I'm gonna be an old dad. I'm gonna be. I just. I think I've accepted. If I ever have a kid, I'm gonna be an old dad. And uh, yeah. And so I was thinking I was pretty important. Anyways, though, hope that helped. Last question. Let's do it. What is a brutal truth about life that needs to be said? All right. I wrote down a couple. I'm gonna answer your question. Uh, one thing I think I. I've had I've noticed, and I I think it's something just very good to notice. I'm talking about someone brutal life truths. A lot of times it's musicians or it's career wise. So I always think about this. There's always gonna be something someone better than you. You know, I think about Tim Henson from Polyphia. 
and I think about how much better of a guitar player Tim Henson from Polyphia is. However, though, the difference between uh, Tim Henson of Polyphia and me, Sweezy, is that when I play a show, women show up. So, yes, he's a better guitar player, but more women come to see me play music. So, it's, you know, like, we're both winners, but in different ways. So, that's something I always think about, you know, try to make, make sure I know. Uh, your appearance can really take you as far. I'm not talking about just, like, good looks or anything. Like, if you can show that you're confident. Uh, I did a research paper in college talking about a, uh, a research study over uh, uh, basically people had to judge musical performances uh, and they either had to do it just by listening to it or by watching the performance with no sound. And like they had to guess like, oh, who won this like competition or who, how did they place or whatever. And the people who guessed from like the video footage with no sound did better than the people with sound. And then you think about it like as like a music thing, it was like, shouldn't the quality of the performance be it? But you know, there's so much more to a performance and how you are uh, more than, you know, than we'd like to say. We think like, oh, anyone can do it. But like, if you're a little bit better looking, like, or you look good doing something, it can really take you a long way. And, Hard truth, brutal truth about life. Hey, I didn't say these were going to be good. Uh, I do think luck is real. I remember my dad always told me, he's like, luck isn't real. You you make your own luck. You know, some people are like, you make your own luck, which is true to an extent. Um, but like, you know, and I, I'm, I'm a big believer, like you need to practice. You should put in good worth ethic and that should be able to take you far. But, you know, it will take you far. And I think it will take you a long way, but there's a good amount of luck that needs to happen to, uh, for things to be good for you. You know, I just think luck is real and there's no, I mean, like you can make your own luck. You can only make your, I think making your luck is just work ethic to an extent, you know, sometimes you just get lucky and stuff like that. And just, you're at the right place at the right time and things worked out for you, you know? Um, and the last thing I want to say is, uh, brutal truths is the world is fucking sad and, Really, existence, I don't think, really has a meaning. I think existence or whatever, life in general, I think we create that meaning. And I think that's the important thing where life actually has no meaning, but it is a, but it is like a blank on a piece of paper where you can fill in that gap. So I think also with the world being sad and shit like that too and no meaning, I think it's important to have fun and laugh. I really do think having fun and laughing. So I'm always trying to have fun and always trying to laugh. And I always want to be surrounded by people like-minded like that who are fun and enjoy laughing and enjoy goofing around. And, you know, we can be serious at times, but at the end of the day, you know, I think it's, um, I think it's, I don't know. I think laughter, I, I genuinely do think laughter is a good thing and having fun. You know, I just think, I don't know that you can prove me wrong if you want to, but I don't give a shit. And with all that being said, we finally made it to the end of another episode of Cancel Sweezy. Thank you so much for listening to the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. Dry Spell, spelled with a three, is now available for pre-saving wherever you stream your music at. So make sure you are pre-saving the song. That way, when the song drops and if you go to bed at midnight and then if you go to bed before midnight and wake up the next morning on August 14th, my birthday, 
you can listen to Dry Spell on repeat because it's gonna. Have, it's on my birthday. It's my birthday gift. So definitely go um, do that. Making sure you're checking out there. I'm so excited to be releasing new music. Uh, and follow me on social media at the Shweezy. Should have my Threads page up and running. So hopefully that's not dead yet. Uh, Patreon, Cash App, PayPal. Great way to say it. thank you for being a friend. And uh, don't forget the free shit. Make sure you, if you're listening, go to the YouTube page and subscribe and leave us a comment wherever applicable. Share the highlights with your friends. Do all that cool shit. And uh, if you're on the audio platforms, leave us a review and give us a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 star rating. So, <coughs> honk if you love butt drugs and stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out, or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Thank you for tuning in to Cancel Shweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast, and joining me on this incredible journey. I hope you've enjoyed the valuable insights and engaging discussion I brought to your ears. To ensure you never miss an episode, hit that subscribe button now. By subscribing, you'll receive automatic updates whenever we release new content, keeping you in the loop with the latest episodes and topics. Subscribing not only guarantees that you'll never miss a beat, but also helps support our show. Your subscription plays a crucial role in helping us continue to bring you high-quality content and maintain our podcast growth. So whether you're listening on your favorite podcast platform or watching our YouTube channel, take a moment to click that subscribe button. Join our community of passionate listeners and be part of the journey. Personally, I appreciate your support, and together, we can make this podcast even better. So don't wait any longer. Hit that subscribe button now and stay connected with us. Thank you for being part of our podcast family.